You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Girl Meets World After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Girl Meets World After Show. Hello, AfterBuzzers. We're here during another AfterBuzz TV after show for Disney's Girl Meets World, Season 1, Episode 4, Girl Meets Father. I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. And joining me, AfterBuzz TV host, Lee Epstein. Hey, Kristen. Hi, AfterBuzzers. <laughs> How you doing, Lee? Good, how are you? I'm great. So what were your initial thoughts of this episode? Um, so my initial thoughts. Well... Now I'm trying to make sure I don't confuse four and five. Yeah, so this is the Coney Island dance. Oh, Coney Island dance, yeah. Coney I actually... Island coasters versus going to the dance. And, you know, everyone has those traditions they mm-hmm. do with their family. And then there's always that point where you're growing up and you've got something else to mm-hmm. do that you have to be like, Mom, Dad, can I skip the tradition this year? Well, a couple of my favorite parts were... You know, and um, Ben Savage, he really sums it up, Corey sums it up at the end when he says that traditions are are meant to evolve. Mm -hmm. And that really is what it's about. Like, I think I find traditions being really important in my family and in my personal life and also being okay with their evolution, that that they don't have to stay the same to still be meaningful and fun and positive. Um, And they can develop just as people. And, you know, he talks about that also, like how people can develop and change, kids and adolescents and adults. Um, And so the traditions go along with that. I like that. And the the other favorite part um, in my mind was at the end when she says, okay, dad, she kind of capitulates and she says, okay, dad, I'm going to go with you to the uh, Coney Island roller coaster. And he says, no, 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 you're going to the dance. Yeah. Um, Uck, of course, had a little uh, a little different than uh, she had thought. She didn't realize her dad was also going to the dance. He's but still, like, chaperone. Of course he's yeah. going. Of course. I did love that part where you thought, oh, my God, she's going to actually give in and give up her first middle school dance to go. No way. I thought, no way she's going to actually go give that up. That part, I thought, was a little um, not realistic. I'm like, how she's not going to just give this up and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to the roller coaster. But then, of course, he mm-hmm. comes back and says... Okay, well, we'll go to the dance. Well, this reminds me of the Boy Meets World episode where Corey and Eric are supposed to go to the father-son softball game. Hmm. And they're playing Topanga and her father, her their team, which is like the library. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that they don't want to go because they just make up other reasons. Like, they're like, oh, I've got this project. And Eric's like, I got this date. And then, like, their father's really upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it turns out then that, like, Topanga and her father's, like, library team beats, uh, the father's right. team. And he pretends, uh, Corey's father pretends that Alan, he pretends that it was actually canceled the game, but it wasn't. He just said it was canceled because mm-hmm. he knew that they didn't want to be part of it. Right. Uh, and then in the end, they end up, like, having rescheduled another game and that that they win or something so it was in the rescheduled one do the do the boys play they do do. and they really want to too so it was nice that we got that sort of like family tradition changing in girl meets world like we did in boy because and i felt like 
Corey should have maybe reflected on that, but I know these are two separate shows. Mm, right, they're not always going back. Mm-hmm. But Although, it's like yeah. his past. <laughs> right, well, like for the people who are the Boy Meets World, um, you know... Uh, fanatics. Fanatics, shall Hello, we say. right here. <laughs> and, and even the non-fanatics, just people who have, you know, some flashbacks, remem- remembrances. Yeah, I'm, like, right I'm less insane. <laughs> Slightly less crazy. But yeah, but like those of us who remember Boy Meets World, that we kind of know, um, we know Corey and Topanga's past. So when we watch mm-hmm. them, like in these um, episodes, we get to see, there's been a lot of more of them together, I felt, in these couple episodes, which yeah. I really enjoyed. Um, and we can see them both in the new show as the parents, but also we have the backstory, the history. Um, so there is that extra element, I think. And that goes back to just kind of in general with this show, that the kids who are the new generation who maybe didn't watch even the reruns or mm-hmm. the original airings of Boy Meets World are able to appreciate Girl Meets World on its own. And people who are the Boy Meets World fans get to have that kind of extra background piece. Right. And it's kind of true really of any sequel show, though what's um, particularly interesting about this one is that you really have the um, the characters from the original back in this show. You know, mm-hmm. like in... I think of like, I don't know, Frasier and Cheers, you know, or right. other like spin-off shows. You maybe have one character um who the spin-off is about, but you don't necessarily have the other the other people around like you do in this show. So I think uh that's cool to have both Corey and Topanga. I'm glad they're there. Oh, I, yeah. I like really I crave their moments together on screen and I can't wait mm-hmm. until Eric Matthews repri- reprises his role. I hear that they're trying. <laughs> to get him back. <laughs> to get him back. And I I But so we were told by the writers and by uh Michael Jacobs that he's not in this season. Not in this season, season, right? Not in this season, but hopefully next season. Because you know what's funny is the brother always sort of gets like the funniest parts, like Augie. Oh, unbelievable. He, like, they really write well for him, and he so pulls much. it off so well because, you know, he always has, like, the wise moments of the episode, and he's, That's like, brilliant. wiser than his age. So I love that part in the end where he's like, Dad, since Riley's getting too old, maybe we could have something that we do every year together. He's like, how about a singles trip to Alaska? Hilarious. Right? So and I've been funny. saying this, like, every time we've talked about each episode, mm-hmm. I keep saying, well, Augie's so great. Although, as we, and not although, I should say, and all the more so as we go on and on, um, um, I feel like there's even more hilarious writing for him. Like you said, he's precocious and um, wise beyond his years. It's really funny, um, that part. And also when he, you know, he pats his dad on the shoulder, he pats Corey on the shoulder, he's like, good luck. You know, because he gets <laughs> yeah. he gets the um, the interpersonal relationship piece. He gets his mom, he gets the sister, he gets, um, he gets things about people. Yeah. And I think that's kind of partly an accurate thing about babies, um, yeah. which we were talking and, about and last time a little. the second child, too. Exactly, the second child. Because he's getting to witness, I was the second child, and I felt like I was learning so much from watching my sister make mistakes. Of course. I was the, I'm the oldest, and it was uh, like, you have no idea, your parents <laughs> don't know what the hell they're doing, and you right. don't know what you're doing, and you don't know how to like, you know, you don't know what they're doing, you don't have mm-hmm. anyone to look up to to see and, you know, how they make mistakes and how they get out of it and all of that. You know, and there are those kids who can't get out of their family traditions, even though they do have a dance. The parents mm-hmm. will, like, not let them get out of it. So hopefully the parents who are watching this show with their kids are also learning something because it's really important that she goes to her first dance. And I love that part about her wanting to wear makeup and asking Topanga for advice because I went through much of my... uh 
junior high school years with like an orange face. Oh god. Because I didn't know how to do makeup. <laughs> so I'm really hoping that like mothers sincerely approach that subject wisely these days. Cause when I wanted to wear makeup, my mom was like, of course, like she wasn't gonna show me. So I was like just trying by myself. You were doing the, like she mentions I want to just paint my face. I was Riley apparently painting that, yeah. in the dark, yeah. Right. <laughs> I look back at all those pictures with sadness, and I'm like, God, why didn't someone just shake me? It was like a bad fake tan, huh? It was like it was a, an really orange bad. girl. Yeah. How am I now? Okay, okay. <laughs> no, oh, you look, you look great. I turned on the lights. Today. You're wearing makeup. I had no idea. Oh, no way. So How's my makeup, by the way? Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. So, so I- we also get that conflict with Maya about how you know Farkle's sort of celebrating his 700th A, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the little blower and everything, and then Maya gets an F. And she says, you know what? You sort of failed me to Corey, and you have obviously don't have anything to teach me. Which, you know what? I think that is smart of her to say, actually, because if a teacher it does give a student an F, like, what are you doing to change that? Well, I like how there's that great double entendre of you failed me. It's like, on mm-hmm. one hand, it means that he gave her a failing grade, but right. also she's saying that you failed me as a teacher, as a mentor of mine. You let mm-hmm. me down. Um, and, of course, by the end of the episode, he makes up for that and... I mean, he doesn't fail her, and she doesn't right. fail. You know, so both meanings of that "you failed me" are kind of resolved by the end. Um, but yeah, I do think going back to what you were saying about par- you know the importance of parents watching this with kids, I think that it's not that um, the show necessarily takes one and only one stance on these issues. Like in this mm-hmm. case, you know, about um, how you how t- traditions evolve or how you can you know improve from being a failure or you know still having things to teach your kids or the kid still having things to learn from the older parent or mentor um i don't think the show only takes one position right. per se but it definitely raises those issues um and gets people thinking about them and and it, and it serves as a great platform i think maybe for parents and kids um or kids and kids or even parents and parents yeah. to talk about those issues because it presents right. it in a comical way yet it's still raising in each episode we've seen an issue whether it be about you know um um, like the ones in this episode that we talked about um, and the ones that we've talked about in the past and of course going forward into our next episodes the issues that are raised in I each agree episode. with that I hope that they're either coming to our after show to chat with us the number here is 424-256-1729 you guys can always call in wait what's the number again? 424-256-1729 you can always tweet at Lee yeah tweet at me Lee M. Epstein. At Lee M. Epstein. The M is for Michael, by the way, if you're curious. (laughs) Like Michael Jacobs? (laughs) Yes. I I mean, I wasn't named after him, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm at Cinematic Escape, and you can tweet at me. Tweet us your questions weekly. Um, We'd love to hear from you and your parents. Yeah, tweet us. Comment. Write to us, please. We love it. Let's go ahead and roll into predictions. Ooh. And talk about what we think is going to happen in the end of this episode. I like that we get the full circle where, you know, Maya does pick up Riley again at 7 a.m. for school, which seems mm-hmm. really early. What yeah, but doing? middle schools are like that. I guess it's so. Crazy. Yeah, it's I don't so think early. mine started until 8. But I used, to, I used to have, in high school, I started that early, and then we would have, like, band rehearsal before we'd get... I mean, it was still... In the winter, it was, like, still dark, and you'd arrive at school. It was terrible. <laughs> Pitch black, getting to school for rehearsal was awful. But do yeah. you remember getting out of school at, like, 2 in the afternoon, and, like, your day being over, and you could, like, go home and watch oh, yeah. all these wonderful shows, like, Girl Needs World? <laughs> wow, that is weird when that used to be the case. Yeah, the day your ends day at 2. Ends yeah, at super two. weird. That's so I weird. think predictions-wise, I mean, a couple things that we saw that I liked are more great lines by Augie and his mm-hmm. role. I mean, he's 
I really hope to see more and more of him. I think he's an excellent actor, and also the character is just great. He adds a lot to me comedically, uh, and also in terms of like the plot and and right. synthesizing everything. I like that, and I love seeing more of um, Corey and Topanga together. That's yes. I feel like we've been seeing that more, and I'm I'm looking forward. I'm predicting that we're going to see more and more of that now that they have established who the girl is in Girl Meets World, you know, and that we've seen Riley and Maya and we know them more. I think now we're going to see more of um, the parents. That's my prediction, that now that they're established, we can feel comfortable seeing more of the parents. I think you're absolutely correct about that because we can't forget that this is Riley's world. So they had to establish her friends, her life, before they got into the Corey Topanga relationship that us Boy Meets World fanatics crave. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And I think that we're going to be seeing uh, little Sean Hunter in future episodes according to the writers and Michael. That'll be... See, that'll be feeding that nostalgic... Nostalgic (laughs) craving. Yes. And, you know, I really liked that part in the episode where we saw Farkle dancing with Maya on the dance floor. Yeah. I Because I want them together. (laughs) I know. You've been talking about this since before the show started. I know. I just like their their relationship because she's so against it and I feel like they have that teasing boyfriend-girlfriend relationship where, like, the girls... They they just don't want to admit that they have feelings for each other. Well, how other? many examples do we have of that in real life, right? Where the girl keeps right. going after like the hot guy because she thinks she's supposed to because he's like the cool one or mm-hmm. whatever. But she really obviously has this chemistry with this other guy who's her just her friend, and it goes on for years and years. Just you friends, just friends, just friends. Just a friend. And you say he's just different. By the way, at Comic-Con, Bismarcky yes. just came out on the stage and started performing that song. And it was a surprise out performance. Out of nowhere. It was amazing. You guys can check it out on my Instagram, at Escape. And Here, wait. That's why you don't have to be shamelessly self-promoting. Everyone, please check out Kristen's <laughs> Instagram at Cinematic Escape, and you can check out all her pictures and stories from Comic-Con, where she was and didn't invite me, but she had a great time. <laughs> so you should go check it out. Next year, you guys should all come. I hope that Girl Means World is there. Yeah, next you year. You should come. And with that, we will roll out. And just so you guys know, I mean, the show's only 20 minutes, so we're only doing 15 minutes if we don't have a guest, which we will have guests further along in the season. But right now... Now we're going to live stream uh, episode five, so stay tuned, and we'll see you in a bit. Thanks for watching. Be right back. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.